Hashtag SFM Sport Tracks. Uh, let's talk in our new feature. We've decided to to rope in some sports journalists, sports reporters, sports commentators from uh, not only South Africa. We'll see if we can get some from around the world as well. And didn't know where to start. So phoned up my mate, Trevor Kramer. He's the sports and copy sub-editor at The Citizen. Also has been a broadcaster on radio stations and just about everything, really. Trevor, how's it going? Yeah, how's it going, John? Um, I tell you, uh, feeling a little bit intimidated tonight, uh, being the interviewee, <laughs> no, you as see. opposed to the uh, interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> the shoes on the other foot, but, uh, we, let's have a good chat. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what we want to do with this feature. It's not so much an interview, it's just a, a chat about, you know, I don't know, life, the times, and everything. Yeah? And But we can't not start by talking about the Springboks. What do you make of the test? Um, well, I think it goes back to the old saying again, uh, John. Um, you take your guarantees and not your what ifs. Does that put it in a nutshell for you? <laughs> I like that. Huh? It's, it's yep. So uh, I think that's pretty much what it boils down to: the amount of points that were left on the table, mm. the uh, the uh, opportunities for three pointers that uh, potentially weren't taken. Then there were the penalties missed, of course. Um, without making excuses. Uh, I think let's uh, just say it as it is. Yeah, you take your guarantees and not your what ifs. Remember that one. Have you been? Have you been involved? Uh, I imagine as a as a newspaper editor or sub editor. Have you been involved with the whole pre match Russi saga that's been going on? It's been crossing my desk on a regular basis uh, because being a sub editor, um, I'm responsible, of course, for the uh, copy and headlines, etc., that go in the newspaper mm. on a daily basis. Um, and uh, obviously, subbing, editing, uh, part of the function that uh, that I um, that I'm responsible for with the Citizen newspaper. Come full circle, actually, John, as you might be aware of, of course, uh, the Citizen was my starting point Excellent. in journalism about 25 odd years ago. Uh, or 20 plus years ago, should I say, and uh, now sub-editing. So yes, uh, the answer to that is very much yes. Uh, It's been crossing my desk on a regular basis. It's uh, formed a lot of our headline material, a lot of our back page material, you can well imagine, uh, has the Rossi saga. And uh, (laughs) uh, whether it's ended or not, or whether it's actually a closed Mm. book is another story entirely, I'd say. Yeah, lots to do there. I was wondering if Rossi was sitting at home brying with his kids today, watching it on TV, or if he's busy working. But it, I, I, uh, I would say, uh, yeah, it was a TV uh, TV dinner date for him. <laughs> I would very much say. I uh, but I, some some fascinating cartoons and yep. and and little uh, uh, tweets and and captions and memes, if you mm. want to call it that, that have been coming out regarding that uh, in the last uh, few days. Uh, there was even a beautiful one this morning where Rushy was masquerading as uh, as uh, yes. Fuff on the field there in the scrum half role, never mind the water boy role. All right, let's talk about being a sports journalist, Trev. Uh, you and I first met covering the Nedbank Golf Challenge, but uh, we do have to say you, you can do sports commentary in, well, sports commentary, you can do reporting, you do it in two languages fluently. How did you get started? Where, where, where does the, the spark of a sports journal come from? I think the, the spark started from a very, very young age. Um, like many of us, and uh, potentially you even, uh, I think it starts with listening to other commentators, listening to others in our field who've gone before us um, and uh, who have the experience and, and the guile and the the, um, the gift of the gab, if you want to call it that, um, to to paint the pictures and to to use the theatre of the mind, if you want to call it that, mm. and 
I was already probably mumbling away and mimicking sports commentators from the early age of about four or five. I'm not <laughs> lying to you. I think uh, from when from when first I could open my mouth, I was actually mimicking sports commentators, listening very carefully. Um, there were certain uh, sports commentators. There was a late uh, uh, now SAFM in those days. Um, it, the station went by another name. It was John O'Donnell, who was oh, a very yes. famous yeah, yeah. Uh, sports presenter. Um, and then Trevor Quirk in those days was already part of commentary teams. Um, and then who can forget uh, the late, great Charles Fortune, the oh, uh, doyen yes. of cricket commentators. Um, and I think, yes, it, it starts from there where you just develop that love and you say to yourself at a very young age, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And, and I'm sure you can relate to that um, very much part of our game that we're in is about dreaming and about uh, looking ahead and saying to yourself, that's what I want to do and that's what I want to be. And um, I think pretty much the dream just stayed with me, never gave up on it, and uh, sport has been a part of my life for 25 to 30 odd years, uh, from mimicking commentators at a young age, <laughs> to being standing in front of the mirror with a microphone, uh, in those days, a hairbrush, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how it usually starts and develops, is, is from a dream. You have to be ambitious, but you also have to have a way with words and a way of describing things and painting pictures, uh, particularly in radio, which is theater of the mind where you can't actually see mm. what is happening and you've got to tell the listener what is happening. But uh, being with a listener is a one-on-one relationship, John. It's not You're not talking to millions of people. You're talking like you and I are talking right now, and I think therein lies the uh, secret to uh, successful commentary is that you're talking to one person who's paying attention to you at a particular moment. Yeah, I was a late night music guy, so you know what people were doing then. Yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah, my, <laughs> my my story, how I started in broadcasting, same as you. I was in primary school, I think, and and I was pretending to be on a radio station. I used to get my dad's LPs out and put them on and on the record player and and play them, and then pretend I was on a radio station. And then you know, just I don't want to say I lucked my way in, but I kind of lucked my way into broadcasting. Did did you luck your way in when you first started? Somebody found you, or did you keep knocking on doors? Uh, I didn't actually luck my way in. Um, I think uh, I grew up in an era where determination and knocking down and banging down doors was still very much uh, an acceptable norm. Mm. So uh, (laughs) I, I, uh, well, I mean, I'm just uh, putting it out there. Um, But yes, I, I was very much in that era where knocking down doors was still an acceptable norm and you could still get noticed. And, uh, what I actually did was there was a commercial radio station who used to broadcast from Johannesburg. Uh, I don't know if I should mention it on air or not, yeah, but uh, yeah. quite some years ago in Milner Park in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And um, their studios are based in Johannesburg, but they were actually a feeder to the um, to the Eastern Cape Trans Guy and KwaZulu-Natal area. Oh, that radio station. Okay. That radio station. That's the one. Legends but, from that radio station. That's correct. Some of the legends of today's uh, radio game have emerged from there. And mm. What Trevor did was, uh, on my weekends, I would go and I would sit through every single graveyard shift with the late-night DJ. Mm. Whether it be making coffee, whether it be making tea, whether it be just hauling a... Uh, an LP record, 
do some people know what that is still? Um, <laughs> out of the record library, yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or inserting and taking out cartridges yeah. is what we used to use in those days to play music on air um, and spinning the discs, of course. And I used to just sit, watch, mm. observe, learn. And this was now between 1 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock in the morning, usually on a Saturday night or mm. Sunday morning. Mm, mm. Um, and I would do this week in and week out um, until the DJ who I happened to be working with um, recommended me to a the sports editor who suggested I do a demo tape uh, back then. And... Uh, before I knew it, my demo tape had reached the right ears. And uh, believe it or not, John, within 24 hours of hmm. my uh, demo tape reaching the ears of the sports editor at the time, or the news editor at the time at that hmm. particular radio station, I was thrown on air. And uh, that was it. We're oh, in the deep end. And, uh, and that was where it started. And uh, I think the love has never ended from that day. Yeah, you know, we could we could talk about how you cover sport, and you mentioned drawing the pictures and 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 giving a little bit more than just what sort of what happened on the field. What what do you make of 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 covering smaller sports? It's one of the things we do on this show. We we try our best to cover smaller sports. We'll give the results and dividends of of the big guys. As a sports journal, where do you fit in? It's like trying to give time to gymnastics and archery and and other little sports that we're kind of okay at. I think uh, in, in my previous life as a uh, sports news editor um, for radio station, a commercial radio station uh, who I had the privilege of working for for 18 years, <laughs> believe it or not, um, I basically was exposed to just about every sport. And uh, that was one of the benefits, I think, of working for a commercial uh, radio station and being almost a lone soldier, if you want to call it that, is that I was exposed to virtually every single sport. I had to probably learn the ins and outs of every single sport. I had to learn everything probably from a, a chess and tiddlywinks tournament right down to the smallest of little events and tournaments that I at, at times never knew much about, but mm. had to research, had to read up, had to learn. And uh, I think that is one of the biggest benefits of our game at, uh, in any given circumstance, John, and you'll agree wholeheartedly, is do your best, as you say, to become an all-rounder mm. and just to learn more about every conceivable sport you can think of such a good point uh, because you, there there are some great football commentators and anywhere in the world great football or a great rugby commentator but if you put them anywhere else then they might struggle so they get pigeonholed very quickly into the golf guy or the or the or the football guy or the rugby guy as a future broadcaster do everything because then you become a sport guy and there's so many sports i, I absolutely have to agree 100 percent, and i think uh that's 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 why I enjoyed such a, a long run um, is probably because I um, committed myself to actually learning just about everything about mm. every conceivable sport and uh, broadcast in both languages, believe it or not. Uh, yes. I tell you, that's another story entirely is to learn the Afrikaans terminology sometimes <laughs> for, for some of the sports. Uh, even golf, there's some complex terminology that I had to teach myself, um, mm. which I hadn't previously known. Uh, there were certain other sports as well. And uh, there are some fascinating terms that the likes of um, I don't know, you would know the late Kurti Krovia, yes, for example, Professor Kurti Krovia. 
and he coined some fascinating phrases in the game of cricket that uh, that, that started becoming commonly used in, in Afrikaans commentaries, and uh, it was really fascinating. And I think uh, being able to teach myself all those different areas and and being able to broadcast not only in two languages but mm. learning to to be versatile and broadcast as many sports as possible. Uh, that was very much to my benefit. And uh, I think if I had to leave anything behind by way of a legacy, I won't call it a legacy, but uh, mm. if I had to leave anything behind uh, in the way of, of, of saying to a young journalist, what should you do to be the top of your game? Uh, my advice would definitely be just be as versatile as possible and learn as many sports as you can and as many disciplines as you can. Teach yourself educate yourself, upskill yourself, and school yourself. All right, Trev, we're running out of time. Uh, your your favorite interview, Who's the, the one you're going to write about first in your memoirs? You know, there, there are just, there's probably too many to even, uh, to, to even chat about. And uh, in fact, there, is, there are so many that, that one doesn't immediately actually uh, come to mind. Mm. But uh, um I think, well, just talking to somebody uh, as insightful as Gary Player, for example, was, was very uh, eye-opening to me. Um, it was also uh, uh, really great to, to chat to the, to the likes of someone like uh, Lucas Khadebe was, uh, for me, very uh, uh, enthralling. Dr. Kumalo, mm. um, you know, I, I grew up in, in South African soccer uh, in the 80s, and uh, so... I appreciate these these guys that actually played in the 80s, and I look back mainly to these uh, uh, iconic figures in in South African sport, and those would probably come to mind before uh, any others. Um, Rory McIlroy was particularly interesting. He was in South Africa not so long ago. Um, The the French uh, tennis player, uh, the name just eludes me right now, he was here for the South African Open Tennis Championships at one stage. very colourful character. I, I, the name eludes me at the moment. Uh, you might uh, remember him. I just yeah. he was here for the South African Open. Okay. Um, must be an age thing that I forget <laughs> these things. But uh, I, I think there's too numerous to mention, and uh, maybe just the three that I've briefly mentioned uh, have been uh, particularly uh, interesting to me. And uh, but uh, they came in left, right, and centre, week in week out uh, mm. and uh, Kevin Anderson's another one very interesting fellow uh, who I managed to interview at the height of his uh, when he refused to play Davis Cup tennis oh, for South Africa yeah. and he was taking up American citizenship it's a bit of a controversial issue and he blocked me on Twitter by the way but uh, <laughs> after that but uh, then again uh, we you know we got to dig John we're not uh, we're not always public relations officers we've got yeah, to yeah. also get to the bottom of the story and that's that's what good journalism's about all right unfortunately we need to wrap it up Trev good chatting to you it's been an honor to chat to you good luck to you at the citizen and and the gig that you're doing there and hopefully we we hear you on the radio again somewhere and and you listen to you or read you do your thing I'm certainly hoping to rebound and to get that voice out there on radio again someday. But uh, in the interim, uh, things going nicely and uh, looking forward to to a good run ahead. Uh, Full circle, but uh, we're there. Trevor Kramer, sports copy sub-editor at The Citizen. Honoured to chat with him. That's our new feature, talking to sports journalists about their life and times. We'll see who we can get next week. Ben, who we got lined up? We have no idea.
I think Ben finds out on Saturday morning. Eh, we don't know. We'll find somebody. If you have a sports... How's this? If you have a sports journo or commentator that you would like us to speak with, let us know. Eh? Let us know. SMS. Oh, no, don't. Send us a WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp number, as always, 0614-104-107. To uh, say that again, 0614-104-107. There's a sports commentator. New, old, doesn't matter. Let us know. Uh, and I would like today to speak to Robert. I'd like to find out what Robert's doing. don't know if I'd be allowed to, but I'd like to chat to him about his life and times. But there are so many sports people that we, sports journos, behind the scenes. You know what they say, FM? Uh, football results quickly before we go to our first song. Uh, let me just tell you that uh, football locally is finished. Sekakuna have beaten Royal AM by one goal to nil. Cape Town City holding Sundowns goalless. Marumo Gallants beat Supersports United 2-1. Chip United beat Barocco by one goal to nil. 